everybody. Welcome back. Another exciting episode today. Zooming in from beautiful Denver, Colorado. We've got Tom Rogers and Tom is a very, very successful real estate entrepreneur who's built up a, a very significant portfolio while still holding down a full-time job. And I was looking over the information you sent me ahead of time here, Tom. It looks like pretty much you name it. You've done it. You've seen it. You had something to do with it when it comes to real estate investing. Yeah, I think that's right. I've pretty much done it all. Started with the house hack in 1998 when I bought my first house, and that, had, that's before even people knew what house hacking was. I know. I guess I, I kind of, I kind of created. I didn't did it, and I didn't even know I was doing it. You invented it. Tom Rogers <laughs> invented house hacking in '98. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. why don't you give everybody a quick little snapshot, Tom, of of where you at, what your portfolio looks right now, and and how you got started way back in 98. Well, right now I have ownership interest in about 500 units and that's single families, you know, small multifamilies and then larger apartment complexes. I think we have 12 apartment complexes now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it started, started slow, like I was saying with the first house hack and had friends move out and then Things gradually built up, you know, I, they used to have the rule of four, so that I got four houses. And then after that, between, I say 2003 and 2000, or 2004 and 2007, I didn't buy any, which is probably a good thing because the market was so hot then. Yeah. Uh, and then I got married and then I figured, well, my wife now could put four under her name. Ah. So from like 2008 to 2011, we bought four more houses. She wasn't exactly thrilled about that idea, but, it, it, but you know, it worked out. Um, and then in 2012, uh, one of my friends was noticing that I was, I was starting to get into hard money, the hard money lending idea and fixing and holding. And he's like, I've got extra $30,000. You know, do you want to, do you want to go in? We can start flipping houses and holding them. And so we did. And we formed, TK Group, Tom and Keith were very creative in the name. <laughs> like it. Um, and then we started doing flips. And what we did is, for, you know, we wanted to do holds, but for we would do the flips to create the money to buy the holds. Got it. So then Keith had room for four under his name. And then, you know, then they changed the rules where you could have up to 10 yeah. houses under your name. And so then that filled up more for me and more for him. And then eventually we filled that up and then we got our wives back involved in it. And, you know, and then and then we got them each four. Um, and and then we, you know, we continued doing flips. And then in um, and then 2015, we decided we we started partnering with other people and we this deal came to us. It was a really good deal uh, on a 26 unit apartment complex in Colorado Springs. And the name of the complex was Morningwood Apartments. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You can't make, you can't make up. that up, can you? <laughs> no, it's true. It's still the name of it. And so we had to figure out how we were going to how we going to make it work. And so we did our first ten thirty one exchange. We sold a couple houses, and then you know eventually figured out a way uh, to buy it. And then after that, it, it, we started thinking more about, well, let's just sell some of these other houses that are increased in value. And yeah. so and so we ended up uh, we ended up buying 
a friend of ours ended up being a commercial real estate agent in Omaha. Uh, and so we ended up buying a, a 15 plex and a 12 plex in Omaha uh, with, you know, and did the same, same sort of thing, sold houses. And, you know, it took, it took the money and 1031 exchanged it into um, uh, And, you know, everything was going well. And we were still kind of doing the whole house thing, yeah. you know, and then, you know, the house, everything was going great until 2017 when we had this contractor that um, she wasn't she wasn't the best. The, the wholesaler had recommended her mm-hmm. that she did a great she did a great job for for their client or whatever. So so we had her do three different projects, house remodels at a time. And she ended up taking all of our money. Ooh. And just kind of just kind of left and then created this asbestos spill in one of the houses. And so we went back and sued her. We got a judgment for six hundred thousand dollars, but it didn't really matter because she was smart enough not to keep any money in any bank accounts for more than a couple of days. Wow. And so we still haven't collected on it. So that was that was a lesson, a hard lesson learned for us. So, uh, so, you know, from that lesson, what, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Um, I think we would, we would be more careful about how, who we talk to about, uh, about this and make sure that we did more due diligence on the contractor and seen, you know, seen finished products and not just, not just halfway done jobs and stuff that, and, and make sure she has a really good track record better track record than um you know than than so so not just not just taking one person's word for it and and them vouching for her but actually double checking and and really exactly yeah Yeah. i mean that's tough tough now like so so did she do a couple of good jobs for you and then everything went to hell or or well she what she didn't well she was doing three at the same time so she did a little bit of uh, on one that was okay you know it seemed to be okay and then it looked good from the outside but then when we went back and looked at the way she had done it mm-hmm. it wasn't really right she made it look right and you know but but it wasn't really done right and so we had to go back and fix a bunch of stuff and she kind of fooled us for a little while and it was it, but she but well, we weren't the only ones that the the actually the wholesalers who recommended her to us also lost a bunch of money to her, you know, so they were thinking she was doing a good job too. And she did the same thing to them. So, so she should have waited and she flew the coop with a million bucks of other people's money of all all your guys' money kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so tough tough lessons. Well, I'm, I'm glad you bounced back from that. So Tom, you've, you've, you've done a lot. You were saying flipping, but you're also talking about that you guys kept a bunch of these properties. So were you doing what what people call the burr these days? Is is that what you were doing? Or yeah, yeah, to a degree. Like when we were doing the houses, we would what we would do is we would find houses that needed to be fixed up, and then we would we had like private private money lenders or other types of lenders that would gross up the deed of trust to a certain level. And so then when you went to refinance it, you could put your you get your money back, right? The money you put into it because the deed of trust was was higher to begin with and so that's we we did that and that was kind of like the burr method um now we do the burr method more with with multifamily when we get after a year or two 
and then we we refinance them. Although now it's getting to be a little trickier with interest rates as high as they are. Right. It's like, well, why would you want to refinance anything? So we refinanced a lot of stuff at the end of uh, at the end of 2021 and pulled money out and and so what we have been doing lately is well we also bought um, 35 houses in Akron as packages so we bought like packages of seven or eight okay. and the reason we did that is because the value the rent to value ratio is really good in Akron and we've got a really good property manager there. And so it's just kind of like buying an apartment complex. If you buy, you know, you know, seven or eight well, houses. Were, were these were these new houses built to rent type properties or existing houses that somebody just kind of bundled all up together somehow? They, they were existing houses. I, I know that there are a lot of people out there that do those rent rent to own. But no, sorry, the, the build to rent, the build to build to rent, right? Yeah. But we were we were getting these for about fifty thousand dollars a piece. Wow! Yeah. So you can't. Yeah, I don't know how anybody's going to be able to do build to rent. Yeah, 50 I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. So what what are you guys really focusing on moving ahead? What is what does the next year or so look like for you, Tom? Well, we we have been investing uh, in the last two years in, in a couple of syndications uh, with a friend of ours. Who you know who's who does it who does it full time and he's pretty good at finding really good deals and so on one of them we did last year with him and he what it's what's nice is he'll let us do ten thirty one exchanges into the syndication oh, and he'll wow. do a t yes. tenant in common arrangement where we can be partners with him and of course we still give him his fee but it works out great for us because we don't have to really do anything not mm -hmm. much he does all the renovations. And we, the one we did, we one on Car Street in Arvada, which is a suburb of Denver. We got he got it for about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a unit, and we put about eighteen in per unit to the twenty units, and we sold he sold it a year later for one hundred and ninety thousand dollars a unit. Nice. And so we ended up making about a fifty four percent cash on cash return on that deal. Uh, we sold it this last year, and then we took the money. And then we reinvested it into another really good deal that he found in 1031 it again mm -hmm. uh, in another syndication. So we've been doing that. And we did buy a couple of apartment complexes last year, um, too. And so we're still kind of looking to buy apartment complexes, but it's got to work with the interest rates being higher. It's just it's a little tricky. And, and this year, it's been a weird, weird year for us in 2023 because... We had flood and fire. We had one of our places that it got so cold that the pipes burst on the roof. Wow. And and then somebody, one of the tenants called the city. And so they declared it condemned. Ooh. And so we had a big insurance claim for like $400,000. And now we're in the process of fixing it. And then we had another apartment complex in Denver. It's an aplex where um, I guess one of the tenants... <laughs> who was moving, who was in the process of getting evicted, put, put a blanket on top of an Xbox and it caught on fire. Wow. And then that whole unit caught on fire. And then there, apparently there was asbestos in the walls. And so now we have to clean all that up. Oh, so that's, yeah. So, so that's another yeah. insurance claim. So it's been a weird year so far for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing you got, uh, you know, we're filming this or recording this as of March. So you got, 
you got nine months for for things to get better for you. <laughs> well, let's hope. <laughs> right. So, Tom, have you guys, you know, it sounds like you've done a lot under your own financial steam. Uh, have you guys worked with with private lenders or joint venture partners, private capital, you know, besides yeah. hard money type stuff? We have. As a matter of fact, we, well, we started out, I say, back in like 2013, Mm-hmm. And we had relatives like my my, my partner Keith. It's his stepfather lent us a couple hundred thousand, and then we had friends of friends lend us, um, you know, another hundred thousand here, hundred thousand there. Yeah, um, and some of those loans we still have. And so we, and then we've also gone out and and found people on websites that were private money lenders, you know. Um, one of them that lives here in Denver, actually, we found somebody that lent us at 7% um, a few years ago with, and then with no points, you know, that's unusual. So that's a very, that's a very friendly, hard money lender is what that is. Yeah. Well, I, she's not, I mean, she's really nice, but I don't, she, she's not like a, a, a professional hard money lender. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not, she's not veto on the quarter kind of thing. Right. No, but we have, we have worked with a lot of hard money lenders. Like like most of the time when we would do a lot of the the fix and holds, we would be working with hard money lenders. Right. Cause you didn't need the money for that long. And uh, you were turning around. It was very convenient to do it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, It it worked out well, but, but yeah, we're, we're considering looking at doing more private money, getting more private money loans and and that sort of thing um, going forward. As long as the you know, assuming the numbers work, yeah, you know. yeah, no, it's definitely got to make sense. So, so where do you guys see things going for the next year or so for you? What what are your plans? Well, right now we are still we're we're looking at there's a couple of our our properties that we want to sell. I mean, we have one twelve plex in Colorado Springs that 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 there's no place for the trash to be picked up. And so it's a constant problem. Yeah. That's that one problem with it. And it's in, in Manitou Springs, actually. And so we're looking at maybe selling that one. And we're looking at selling the one that caught on fire, um, probably just because the, the tenants there just they're just it's it's a constant problem. And we don't see that area getting much better. And it's just one of those things where we just we just need to get rid of it. <laughs> they want to kind of consolidate, get rid of the the crappy ones, and exactly and hold on to the good ones and maximize. Right. Them. And so that one, and maybe a couple of other ones, and trying to decide now. My business partner, I still have a day job, but he he's he he uh, he has decided to retire from his day job. Of course, he doesn't have any kids, so it makes it a little easier for yeah. him. He just did a couple months ago. Um, and so he's been traveling the world for the last four months while I'm taking care of everything else. <laughs> we're, we're nice, nice deal for him. So, so how, yeah. how do you juggle everything with a full-time job and a family and a pretty, yeah, it, it gets tough. I mean, you have to have people there to help. I have got really good contractors that I can call and we have, and we do have property managers for, for all of our, we don't manage our own multifamily. I manage still a handful of my own houses that I have, but it's just knowing who to call and what to do. And then, you know, getting people to help um, with the books and stuff and not having to to do it all yourself. I've been doing a lot of it myself and it's just, you know, but I'm starting to, to, you know, to give more work to other people. So I don't have to do it all. Yeah. That's smart. You got to start, 
Start delegating for sure. No, that's that's a pretty big portfolio to be trying to manage with everything else that's going on. So, so Tom, you know, you've pretty much done the spectrum, single family and multifamily. <clears throat> you know, if, if somebody asked you, which I am, <laughs> what, what's kind of like the, the biggest takeaway you've gotten so far from your real estate investing journey? What, what's your, you know, if your kids asked you, you know, down the road, hey, dad, what's what's your biggest real estate lesson? What would you say it is? Um, I think it, it would be to learn how to have other people, to partner with other people, but also to have, you know, to, to, to get bigger units where you can have management companies manage them for you and you don't have to do all the intensive management yourself because you can only do so much on your own. And, and you have to have people that you, you can, you know, you have to have people that can help you manage the stuff and help you do the things because otherwise you're going to burn out. And it, it just that's that's one big thing for me. It's just you've got you've got to have the right people and and you've got you've got to have other people help you manage. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like, you know, throughout your experiences, even in spite of some of the challenges of some of these multifamilies that, that you've got, that's really where where you see the, the best bang for your buck moving ahead is is. Well, and, and continuing to, I you know, invest in syndications because if you could get the same return investing in, in syndications, and you know, we've also thought about going and investing in notes and stuff, but it's just it's just a different, it's something that we're not used to doing. But right. investing in like in syndications, if you can, if you trust the syndicator, and they can do the work, and you can still get close to the same return. Mm you could invest in multiple syndications and not have to do nearly as much work and still make a decent amount of money. And so right. in my mind, I think that makes a lot of sense. If you can, if you find somebody you can really trust and it takes a lot of the work away from you, you don't have to manage it. You don't have to do any of that stuff. If you, if you can find the right ones. Yeah, definitely. But again, you had to build up that significant war chest, you know, over the years with, with all those single family homes, which you've exchanged into, you know, 1031 into bigger properties and then exchanging those into the syndications, you, you know, you wouldn't have been able to do that right off the get-go probably. No. And you, and you have to use leverage. There's no if, ands, or buts about it when you're first starting because you're never going to get there without doing that. And that includes borrowing money from people. If we had never borrowed money from people, we wouldn't be nearly where we are today yeah. and being smart about it. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and be making sure that you get the right deal and you do your due diligence on it. And I mean, I'd be the, I was always the one to analyze all of the stuff that we would do and we would have a certain spreadsheet and then we'd look at it and, you know, we wanted to make sure you can't always trust what the brokers tell you. You have to yeah. do your own, you have to do all your own legwork really and making sure that everything that everything and most of the time those deals aren't deals like i'd say 90 percent of them we passed on at least right i mean that's just the way it is and so yeah i mean we've had weird things happen like the first our first uh, the broker that we originally used that helped us with morningwood he um he was a, he helped us he bought our our first fourplex we did with him and then we sold it 
And then a year after we sold it, they, uh, they found a, a dead body buried in cement under oh the, yeah. But, but it happened after we sold it. It didn't happen while we owned it. The body was put in cement after you sold it? Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Wow. The, well, the body wasn't there until after we sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some crazy stories, that's for sure. So, hey, this this is cool. Congratulations on on your success with your real estate investing journey and the fact that you're able to juggle all of this and a full-time job and a family and everything. It's It's pretty outstanding there, Tom. So, if people are interested in connecting with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, well, you can contact me at Tom at TKGLLCCO.com. Perfect. You want to reach me that way. Um, I don't know if I need to be giving out my phone number. But no, that's no, that's fine. Probably better just the, the email. That's that is good. So, hey, Tom, thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, Dave, it's been awesome. All right, everybody. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode.